LA is vast, vibrant, simultaneously stunning as well as challenging and confusing. At Together LA, this city is our passion. We know that loving LA well starts with listening. Pounding the pavement in search of the individuals invested in the flourishing of Los Angeles. These are the inspiring stories and real-life interviews with the men and women who work to bring the gospel to LA in their unique ways. Thanks for joining us as we bring you closer to the heart of LA, one story, one voice, and one neighborhood at a time. This is the Together LA Listening Tour. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Together LA's podcast, The Listening Tour. Today, I get a chance to talk with a new friend who I was introduced to, Christopher Hahn over in LA, founder of Treasure Invest. So Chris, I am looking forward to talk about your journey and hearing a little bit more about Treasure Invest. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tommy. I really appreciate it. I'm super excited to talk. Uh, I'm from LA, so talking to, 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 talking with the Together LA community was really exciting for me. Yeah. Hey, were you born in Together? I mean, were you born in LA? Have you lived in LA all your life? Yeah, I was uh, born somewhere like in Hollywood or something like that, and then have grown up in La Crescenta, suburb of LA my whole life. So went to school at USC, still live out in Los Angeles, so haven't left the city. <laughs> wow. It's similar to me, like in Chicago, right? I've lived pretty much all my life, besides four years in St. Louis at Washington University of St. Louis. Mm. Other than that, I've always been in the Chicago area, right near the Chinatown, what they call the Bridgeport area. And mm -hmm. so for you, LA, what, like when you went to USC, what, what was your major over at USC? Yeah, I had this, this crazy major at USC. It's called uh, Arts, Technology, and the Business of Innovation. Uh, really it's, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's like the craziest, longest name for a major. But the, the short story is, uh, I'm like the first class of people who went through this program. It's founded by Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre, actually, at USC. Really? So, okay. Yeah, that's uh, it's called the Academy. That's what the USC people would call it. Yeah. So, like, when you walked in, did you specifically go to USC for that major, or did you just uh, actually land in that major once you got into USC? I went just for that major. So, okay. you know, as, as a, I feel like a normal, like, high school kid who grew up in one place their whole life, my whole life goal out of, for college was, like, get out of LA. And, like, USC was, like, is, like, the closest school to my house. <laughs> but yeah. I ended up going to the closest school just for this program. Uh, just found I found out about it like a few months before the USC application was closed and just went for it. Yeah. Wow. So what was it about that? Okay, two things. What was it about that major that interested you? And what did you want to do with that major after uh, USC? Um, yeah. Well, I'll go backwards because it's easier that way. I, I definitely had no plans for what I was going to do after um, school with that major. Um, it was like a we used to joke about it. It's like the people who couldn't figure out what they want to do uh, for college. We all just went into this thing. So a lot of my peers and stuff were similar to me where we had a bunch of different interests um, and uh, like couldn't pick one going to school. So what interested me about it was like, uh, like I was really passionate about arts and design um, in school uh, and I like that was a lot of fun. So I didn't want to lose that creative side of it. Um, but I also knew that I was pretty technical, um, could do kind of science-y kind of things, whatever, whatever that really means. As a high schooler, you really don't know. 
Um, and so I think it was like the perfect mixture of all worlds where I can do creativity and also do something technical at the same time and just see where it went. Wonderful. It's like, for instance, when I went to college, right, I, I got accepted into the medical program over at WashU. I thought I was going to be a doctor. I love chemistry, everything like that. After my first year, I realized, yeah, that's not going to be me. <laughs> and now you're trying to figure out, so what do I do? It feels like yeah. there's like five different roads. So do I go into business? Do I go into, and so I end up in the business school. But again, after you graduated, I have a general management degree. So what in the world am I going to do? Now, <laughs> I ended up building cell towers for about 10 years. And so I mm. enjoyed doing that. Like for you, once you graduated, what did you think you were going to do once you graduated? Once, uh, yeah, I was very worried that I could never get a job because my major is so specific, but also so gen. It was like so specifically general, so yeah. that was tough. Um, what I ended up doing though was uh, interning at like a super small startup, like a subsidiary from imagine entertainment and just grew with the company so it was the perfect place for me to do yeah. whatever is needed by the from the team do like 10 different roles in one person and got to experience yeah. it all which was great wonderful okay so now you are have left and gone to another company as we've talked about it but you look back right now right all your time in your major not mm -hmm. knowing what to do going to the startup doing all these different jobs and roles and all the other stuff how do you change you and create you into the person leader that you are today as you look back and listen and reflect how did all the experience help you become the person you are today hmm. yeah i think i think a lot of it is just like learning to be adaptable and uh, figuring out the different giftings that god's given me too um, i think a lot of my testimony is like realizing in retrospect like how all these random things that are like so random and nuanced, like just end up lining up together in a way that I couldn't have imagined. Like, um, like even like going back to high school, like I, I mentioned that I was really into arts and all that stuff. But like when I was a freshman in high school, I, I, I really wasn't passionate about art at all. Like it was like, I was, I thought I was going to become like some kind of doctor science person, whatever, whatever that lane is. Um, and I just got like really into like English and writing in school. So, um i think all these little nuances and finding it along the way just i think in the outside world it seems like like you're not on the right path because you don't know but for me it's been a process of understanding like hey this is how god's created me these are my giftings and like pressing into that and being like this things that these things that make me weird are just me and like there's a place for that for me to just like be me and like know god's created me to do this and like pressing into that to like do more of that instead of like trying to do a, like a square peg into a round hole situation. And you realize when you say, Chris, is you're on a journey, right? And each of our journey, my journey is different from your journey. Like for instance, after I graduated from undergrad at WashU, I was looking for a job and I got hired building cell towers at a company. The first job they put me in is organizing files in their file room. We had just acquired 200 towers from Verizon Wireless. And her mm -hmm. job is, Tommy, you see all those files? Go organize that. And I'm sitting there. I'm a college graduate, all right, of a pre pretty decent university. And you're organizing. <laughs> but I look back at my life right now. That nine months that I was in there taught me humility, 
taught mm. me organization. I had to sit there and organize a file room, figure out a system, create spreadsheets, understand how people are going to use it. It formed in me the discipline that I still have to this day in every single one of my projects. And a lot of times it allowed me to really be able to look at all the details a lesson that I will never forget, but a lesson that God had to teach me and that he's used me time and time and time again. Totally. Yeah, I have, I have similar stories. Yeah, since I worked in entertainment, there, there's like uh, a bunch of stories. If you if you go work at an agency, for example, which is in my story, but similar world, like it's all these like, you know, Ivy League grad people who are like working the mailroom at like a large agency. And it's like this menial work that definitely any any person off the street could do but i think it's just the culture and like being part of that and you know i think you you mentioned it really well like the humility that comes with that um is a big part of i think growing and just becoming a a better adult yeah. <laughs> overall and then from that point on here you are how many years have you been now uh college uh this is year number four you're yeah. number four and I have picked you a lot of times, given our two or three years, you look back and if I was to talk with you again, two or three years now, and I asked you the same question, you would probably say, wow, this was how I changed me. You just never know. All mm -hmm. of the experiences from high school, from your time dealing with art and your passion with art, your journey with art, to even what you were doing in college, to your first job, all of that shapes you into the person you are. And somehow God has this idea of weaving all of these things to bring you to the journey and i'm not yeah. sure about you for me i don't know what's going to happen in five years i don't know what's going to i think i'm going to mm -hmm. still do what i do with together la resource global but that may change in a couple years yeah yeah i think that's the exciting part too like you know you know not a knock on anyone who's working you know like in a long career path like if you're trying to become a doctor you know you, you kind of have one path you have to spend 10 years of school for but for me it's like so difficult to imagine a life where i already have like a five-year plan it's like i'm following it to the t i feel like so much more free to like have like a week we call like living life on the improv or um like anything that happens like me and my wife are down to go and try it out just because like the situation God's put us in gives us the flexibility to, you know, just say yes to any situation or idea that comes up um, that is possible, you know, which is really exciting. Your story reminds me of two characters. You see David, young David, who's in the shepherd boy, uh, shepherd uh, uh, tending the sheep is called by his dad. Suddenly Samuel comes and whispers to him, you're going to be the next king. Your whole <laughs> life, your trajectory changes. Or you could be uh, Nehemiah, who uh, probably in his mid to late 60s was cupbearer to the king, was just a faithful mm. cupbearer to the king, did his job well every single day. And then suddenly now he sees the wall and his heart burns and is burdened by the wall. And suddenly because he's done such a good job, the king becomes his primary and biggest donor that funds the entire project. Mm. You just don't know. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. I think... Yeah, I think the flexibility is nice, like being adaptable and pressing into that. Uh, and I, I know we mentioned this earlier of like knowing who you are and like not being that like square peg in the circle hole. And I think for me, definitely post-college, I think the real world has really forced me to like adapt to that or understand that about myself too. Like now that I'm not on this like 10-year track or whatever, like really knowing and being aware of like things that are coming up um, 
Yes, the lifetime living, which is fun. Speaking of that, talk to me about Treasure Chest. What is it about your, besides your work, you're also the founder of Tre Treasure Invest. Talk mm -hmm. to me about that. Yeah, Treasure Invest um, is an organization that me, my wife, and a pastor at my church uh, all founded together. <laughs> the story behind it is, um, I think as I was kind of becoming aware of the things we're talking about, like knowing my gifts, like I I'm a, uh, by day, I'm a product manager for a technology company. So I spent all my time thinking about different ways to make cool features for, you know, these big companies, obviously with the main mission of making money and profit, like how can I apply this to the kingdom? Um, I got super influenced by a lot of like podcasts from, um, Basil Tech, or, you know, uh, there's this faith and tech collaboration online. I just found those people and uh, just like realizing that there's other ways to like serve the kingdom besides like, you know, being like someone who is like serving youth kids at church or like being on the praise team, which are things I, I, I formerly did a lot of. Um, but like, what would it look like for me to use like these giftings I spent all day like honing and training and reading about on like a secular level and like apply that to building a ministry for the kingdom? So I think that just kind of opened the door at the time it was during COVID. So the stock market was crazy. And like a lot of my peers just come out of college that had a lot of money um, and were like getting into investing, either whether it's crypto or whatever. And a lot of people were using like Robinhood, Coinbase, all these apps that didn't exist, like, or weren't as popular at least a few years ago. And I think that just like triggered something that was like, wow, like this makes so much sense for my generation to like start these financial activities. But like, meanwhile, at like church, like we had just transitioned to like online giving, which, which is a big step, but like, that's like the equivalent of like, I feel like, like a direct deposit kind of a thing. It's like not that like monumental. It's like, what would it look like for there to be a culture of like innovative technology to help people like fund giving, um, you know, we're focused on giving to missions projects around the world and like be engaged also with that um, platform. So that was like the glimmer of the idea. And then, um, you know, me and my wife got married last year. We spent a week of our honeymoon on a retreat with this other pastor, just like fleshing out this idea and I've just been working on it. And here we are, we're, we're launching. So it's exciting. Like what does your wife do for a living here, Chris? Yeah, she's a full-time uh, like portrait photographer. So yeah. that's what she does. Yeah. And so both of you guys just sat there and says, okay, let's just try it. And then you brought in your pastor and the, the three of you guys just start looking at projects and funding the whole I, uh, funding different projects that you see. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah. I think that I, um, the two of them, like, I don't know, we've been talking, I've been talking about my adaptability, but the, the pastor and my wife are much more adaptable than me. I'm like the, the stiff in the group. So uh, I think they are always down to, um, try it and see where it goes. Um, and I think our whole spirit has been like, Hey, we really feel like God's calling us this thing and we're just going to put our faith in action. Like I'm coming with all these business plans and stuff. Like all the strategies is important, obviously, but I think like factoring faith into that strategy has been an interesting growing process for me, which is very different than obviously a secular workplace. Um, and just learning what that means. And yeah, they, they, <laughs> they challenge my faith all the time of being like, even if we don't have plans here, uh, we got to just trust God on this one. And a lot of right. things, some things don't work out, but a lot of things have worked out, which has been yeah. quite crazy. What does Treasure Invest do? And as you talk about this, even at Together LA, we've met with you and Brandon to talk about ways that we could work together and be able to launch some projects in LA. So talk to me about what Treasure Invest does. 
Yeah. Um, so overall, our mission is, we call it, to build up eternal investors. So our whole ministry is focused on the, the people who are giving. We call them investors themselves. Um, so a lot of other like missions agencies are all about funding the projects, which is super important, right? We got to get money to people who need it to do the Lord's work wherever they are. Um, but we're all about in, like investing in the people giving and creating a culture of like lifelong givers, um, especially people who are young right now so that they'll have a whole lifetime um, to give, you know, similar to investing where they, you can compound interest and stuff there, like compounding investing um, starting early on. So uh, what we do to do that right now is like, curating projects around the world um, that are very short term. So uh, results should and news comes back a little more frequently than let's say like a long term, like 20 year project that maybe like, let's say it's like a building a hospital, like in like Central America or something like that. Like that's just a long project that may not have many updates on the way. But for us, we're doing things like partnering with different schools or education programs uh, for this specific quarter. And like, there's like a fixed end and time to those programs. So there's a lot of news that comes in that we can update people on. So we're just a platform to discover those projects and you give to treasure and we distribute the funds um, to those um, organizations. And um, instead of you having to be connected to all these random people who um, are around the world, we find them for you. And so you don't have to like go and look for them. It's all in one place. Got it. So Chris, did you create a brand new app? Did you guys build the app and all of that? Yeah, so... I built, I built it. It's, it's a web app right now, uh, treasureinvest.org. And yeah, I just developed it. Uh, Yana, the pa our pastor who's working with us, found all the projects. And Stephanie, my wife, did all the branding and design for it. So we just put it together and here we are. Very nice. Very, very good. So it looks like a lot of times now all of you guys are doing is volunteers. Treasure Invest is just a startup. So you do all of the back end, all the tech work. Your wife does all of the uh, design, all of the look and feel of it. Your mm -hmm. the pastor that you guys work with, uh, she finds all of the different projects that your guys are coming in, and then eventually it's growing the network. Yes, yes, network. They, they call it network effects in, in my industry of how uh, things can pull each other in. Yeah, wonderful, 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 wonderful. Uh, talk to me about one project that you're excited about that you guys are doing. Yeah, so since we're on Together LA, um, we're working with uh, this organization called Devoted Forces, which is uh, a little nonprofit, very small, that um, uses different OT techniques to um, like help people who are either recovering or recently like out of the human trafficking kind of industry, uh, if we call it, or like situation. Um, and helping people um, get back on their feet. So they have this um, like entrepreneurial course to help these uh, people like start their own businesses or charities and stuff like that. And so we are funding the Devoted Forces, the, the charity who's like funding this class um, with different projects um, or different funds for their projects. So that's uh, the LA project that we're working with. Now, are these Christian ministry projects or it doesn't really, you guys are open to any different ideas? We're open to any different ideas. So this specific organization isn't um, like outwardly Christian or like established as a Christian entity, but we're close with their founders. That, um, one of them goes to our church. And so they're Christian run. Um, but of the three projects that we're currently funding, two of them are not like Christian organizations, um, but they're just run by Christian people. I'm um, trying to cater to that region. Yeah. 
um, which sometimes works a little better. And Chris, with the uh, with the organization that you guys are funding, we're going to have to bring them on, talk a little bit about what they're doing. And one day I want to bring both you and your wife and your pastor on and for us to have a conversation about all of the things that you guys are doing and for us to continue to promote and share it here on Together LA podcast. Oh, that'd be great. You know, um, I think my, my team would definitely be down to talk. And I think all our projects would love uh, just the support and all the love from the community here. That'd be great. Yeah. And, and, and I think a lot of times as you and I talk is from a startup, as you continue to grow more and more, you, you'll get so many different requests for projects. How do you then begin to decide what are you guys going to support? How do you guys measure? How do you guys tell the stories? I can see this thing getting to, be, to become pretty big. Yeah, uh, uh, that would be a wonderful problem to figure out. Um, obviously, we're really young, so um, network is close. We, we trust Yana and all of us curation. I think there's a couple of paths that we have in mind. Um, and it, it, we are open to any of these paths. One is like a full, like decentralized, you could say, marketplace where different people can come to our platform, like different project owners, let's say a bunch of different charities in LA who have a short-term project they're looking to fund like let's say like a, a program for the next like six months, they can just post on our community and say like, Hey, I'm looking for this amount of funds over the next six months. And like, it's like featured on our website. It's kind of like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter kind of mentality. And the people can just fund those projects. I think that's one way. The other way I think is a lot more community centric. Um, so a lot with this, I, I don't know if you're been following web three and a lot of the technology advancements recently, but what a lot of that is about building communities and like empowering communities to own the platform. So Treasure Invest right now, we're kind of operating as a centralized platform since we're curating. Um, but there's another world where like, since we are all about in, like in empowering and building up the investors who are part of us, you could do something like, uh, like a voting or curation system by the community. So people who have been part of the community get like some kind of like governance token or voting ability and they can help contribute and curate ideas too. So we can propose like, let's say five different projects that have been found or submitted to us that we think are awesome. And then the organization or the community at large of investors can kind of decide how we want to allocate money altogether. Uh, those are probably like uh, a little more long-term things right now. Uh, we're not the scale where either those would make uh, too much sense yet. Um, but I think we're experimenting um, a big factor that um, we want to aspire to is being super close to our community too. So I think, talking with them along as we grow and making sure that everyone's kind of on board as we grow can kind of help um, like inform some of these decisions as, as we go as well. So yeah, I think the goal for us is never for like treasure invest itself, like by itself to be the biggest, but like the investor community is what is attractive for projects to engage with us. And also the projects that we have curated are unique enough where people are still interested in investing on our platform. In some sense, you're looking for investors or donors or people who are interested. And in some sense, you're, you're not looking for the $5,000 or the $1,000 donor. You're looking for the guy who could give $20, $25 and creating a community around that, right? Yes, I, I think that that's super strong. And that, that's why we're, you know, we're really targeted towards um, young people, whether they're college students, they can be high school college students, they could be young professionals, all these things. Um, just like we always say, like, 10 $10 givers is 10, 10 people to be with more than one $100 giver. Uh, we love the $100 giver, $1,000 givers, $5,000 givers. Like they are awesome and they're super needed in, you know, the body at large. But I think bringing more people in and like um, inviting those people, even if they only have $10 to give, is just a safe place for them to do 
Um, we did a bunch of research talking to a bunch of missionaries before we launched too. And it's just difficult for a missionary um, or, or a charity to really support someone who's only giving like five to $10 uh, a month, just because they have like all the overhead and the community overhead of like connecting with that person, even though um, obviously they're not giving too much to the cause at large. But for us, since we're all about like growing that community and taking care of them, um, like we have the capacity to do so and also fund the projects that are coming to us. So it's kind of like a mutual beneficial um, partnership on both sides of the marketplace. Very good. And I will probably say, as you continue to fund some of these projects, now is trying to figure out what projects to fund, how yeah. accurate is your report? Because you and I know, at least the number of years I've been working with ministries, well, I, I have this project for $15,000 to create mm -hmm. discipleship. All right, how many people? What's your timeline? What's your delivery? And now you're going to have to pay attention to all of that. Yes. And we want to be as transparent with people as possible too. Um, that's one of the, you know, beneficiaries of being this platform in the middle is just that it keeps both sides accountable too. So it keeps the investors engaged. Um, they can be as, you know, some people may just be like a, I'm going to set $50 and forget about it. And that's still okay too. And some people are going to be like, I want to read all the reports and like how the budget was allocated, all that stuff. And we wanted to make sure that they have that content to kind of dive into the same way, like Robinhood would have for any investor um, about any company investing in. Chris, would it like, for instance, uh, I would love to get your URL one more time for your website. Is it, like, can Tommy Lee go in to Treasure Invest right now and make a donation to a project? How does that work? And where can he find more information about you? Yeah. So you can find out more about us on our website, which is treasureinvest.org. And yes, anyone can come in there, start giving. Um, you know, we're still early on. So uh, we're, we're not some, you know, like uh, World Vision website where it's been growing for a long time. We're uh, doing a little adjustments as we go, but um, we're really responsive to email, any feedback that's coming through. So definitely uh, feel free to jump on that, start giving, see some of our projects. You can find out all about our projects all on our website. Um, and then our social media is also uh, on that website. It's a couple different handles for different platforms. So the best would be just to go to the website and then follow us from there. Wonderful. Treasureinvest.org. Go to treasureinvest.org. Chris, we, we were introduced by a mutual friend, Joy, over in Indonesia. And I found out you're from L.A. and I do the Together L.A. podcast. And so I am honored that you were able to get on. And this is probably our third, fourth conversation. So I'm looking forward to getting to know a new friend. Of course. Yeah. And the Joy situation is so funny. She, she's one of the projects that we're funding. And this is kind of what we're talking about, the network of people all being together, investors, projects all mixing it up so i've been super excited about all the people that have come out of that uh didn't think that was gonna be a part of it so super blessed to be on this podcast and getting to meet you as well tom well more so i think a lot of times joy if you're listening to this i donate to joy so i should pull it back donate through treasure invest and then from that point i'll coordinate with you guys to make a gift over to them i should do that with her <laughs> yeah that would be uh maybe better for joy you have to ask her <laughs> Hey, Chris, thank you so much. And we'll find some time to talk again. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Together LA listening tour. To stay connected, make sure you subscribe to the Together LA channel, rate and review this episode, and make sure to share on your social media platforms. We would love for you to follow along with Together LA on Instagram, Facebook, and our website, at www.togetherla.net. See you next time.